Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Hi there, everyone. It's Erin here. I I wanted to get on. I felt called to share kind of like a little story with you. Uh, just some things that are kind of coming up for me in my life at the moment. And Uh, if you relate to this, just kind of give me a thumbs up. Uh, if you're watching later, just say hashtag replay. I like to know who pops in. So uh, this is kind of like what's been coming up for me. And, you know, obviously it's not just a new thing that I'm working on. It's something that I've been dealing with most of my life. So uh, I don't even know where to start. So. <laughs> Just kind of, it's like a little personal, vulnerable story. So I grew up in a way that, you know, I I wasn't like the rest of my family. Um, I didn't really feel like I fit in very often. Um, I, we moved from a small town, or sorry, we moved from a bigger town of like, 60,000 people to a town of 1,800 people. And I went from living out, like living in that big city, in the city, to moving to this small town, but living out in the country of a small town. So being very isolated. And this was at the end of my sixth grade year, at the beginning of my uh, seventh grade year. And so I just often felt like I didn't belong. I didn't fit in. I got bullied a lot at this new school in seventh grade, like seventh through the beginning of ninth grade, specifically seventh and eighth grade. I got bullied a lot and especially about how I looked. So I got bullied, you know, it started in fifth grade with like, your eyes are too big. um, My legs were too skinny. And that continued and got worse in seventh grade and eighth grade. And it was so bad. Like I'd be walking down the the hallways uh, in middle school and they would, the boys would like flap their arms and like balk like a chicken at me, like really loud in front of everybody. It was just, it was mortifying. And, uh, you know, one time like they were being nice to me, I should have known better. And I went to sit down in a chair and the guy was like, one of the guys was like, oh, let me help you. Let me pull your chair out. Um, And he kind of moved the chair a little bit. So I went to sit down and he pulled the whole chair out and I fell down and it just, it hurt, you know, like anybody out there, give me a thumbs up. If you've been bullied in the past, if you know what that feels like, you know, to be ridiculed, you know, for anything, but it's really hard when you're that age and you're ridiculed for how you look. And there's this sense that you don't, look the way that you're supposed to, that you're, you're different. 
you know, and then as I got older and, you know, into the now, it's like, sometimes I still get teased for beliefs that I have or, uh, you know, believing in things that are different, you know, spiritual beliefs or just, just being different. Um, so I'm making, I wanted to share this live today because I know that a lot of the people that I work with, they're just different. They're different people. They're not your standard norm. And, you know, especially a lot of the people I work with are highly sensitive humans, empaths, uh, healers like myself. And we don't fit that box. We don't fit that standard box. You can't put us in a box, right? Because we are so different. And I used to really, I think because of my past and getting bullied so much, I have so often, you know, just labeled certain things saying, oh, well, that's, you know, that's weird, or I'm going to get a little weird now. And I've, I've kind of said that weird is my it's like a, it's a coping mechanism that I do. Cause it's like, if I title myself as weird, then you can't. Right. And then it's like, if I preemptively tell you I'm weird or that what I'm about to say is weird, then it's like, you can't judge me as much because I'm more, I'm beating you to the punch. So it's almost like a little safety net I put around myself. So part of me making this video today is kind of calling myself forward, but also so many of the women I work with have these same beliefs. And so I just think it's important to kind of address this because, you know, the world needs us to be more ourselves, needs us to be not more ourselves, but to be fully ourselves, to be as fully authentic, but yet society will put that down. So another thing I wanted to share is, and then we start what I want to say to the back of that society will put that down. So then we start to repress it. We start to repress those very innate gifts that we have, those very unique things about our personality and who we are. We repress that. And there are certain people out there that say, you know, depression is, is repression. <laughs> or did I just make that up? You know, I think an aspect of depression can be repressing who you are. And I went through that with chronic fatigue. You've probably heard my story about having chronic fatigue um, and, and, and being living like in a really dysregulated nervous system. And, you know, I posted something today about ADHD. I've never been diagnosed, but I can certainly relate to ADHD. I've never even went in to be diagnosed. I don't know that that's something I need to do because I'm not going to take any drugs for it. But um, this message is for those of us that are just different. We think different. We act, We may act different. We have different beliefs that are not of of all of society. We're not trying to be like everybody else. We, you know, we stand for what we believe in. Maybe we just do it more quietly behind the scenes and we're not so upfront about it. Uh, 
we're the rebels. The, you know, we're just different. And that is not always celebrated. In fact, a lot of times it's shamed and put down upon or made fun of or bullied. Some of you know I taught an empowered girls class recently and it was it was for eight to ten year old girls and my first question when we got in there was who in here has been bullied and there was actually a seven-year-old in there she snuck in she was gonna be eight soon every single one of the girls put their hands up and talked about how they've all been bullied and I just want to speak to those of us that maybe you're like me and you've tried to repress those rather unique parts of you, those parts that you didn't feel were something you wanted society to see. I'm sharing that too because, you know, I used to be, I used to think to be a coach to do the work that I, I do in the world that I had to look a certain way, that I had to be a certain way, I had to act a certain way, I had to come on camera a certain way. And I like to wear makeup, I don't wear that much of it. Um, but I chose today to come on with no makeup on. I am using a filter on Instagram, I know. But uh, I just don't have that option on Facebook. But I chose to come on with no makeup and you know, um, not looking my, like my most fabulous self because that's that old part of me that still thinks I have to present to you in a different way, in a certain way. And it's not to say when I wear makeup that that's not me, but I felt called to speak in this moment. And so I did. And, you know, I've spent a lot of my life, like, I'd always wonder, like, wow, I can do so many things in the yoga world. But when it comes to the coaching, like, you know, that always has, that hasn't been as easy for me as the yoga world has. And yet I, I feel drawn more to doing coaching and healing work with groups and individuals and less yoga. Like I, I, I don't want to teach yoga really. And I don't teach yoga really that much. I've taught yoga teacher trainings in the past with Andrea, but I'm not doing as much yoga as I once was. And a coach asked me once, she's like, well, how do you present? What do you think you have to do when you show up to coach or to talk about your coaching? And I said, well, I feel like I have to, to dress differently. Like normally I wear yoga clothes and, you know, I have more of like a just chill vibe about me. Like my hair isn't always done perfectly, but I have this belief that says when you show up as a coach, you have to show up differently than how you actually want to feel. And that coach just very gently pointed out that maybe that's a block, <laughs> right? Because that's being inauthentic to who I am. So, uh, so if you're here, just say hi. I just wanted to check there for a second. So the point of this is me just being raw, being vulnerable, that, you know, I've went through these times in my life of kind of wanting to hide or not being super, putting all of me out there. I still haven't shared a lot of 
my belief systems and that sort of thing are just the unique things that happen. But um, recently, I've been working with um, a coach around just many different things. But one thing that's been coming up is like, you know, really accepting that I'm an artist. And I want to pass that along to you guys too, because I think when we are, we have these different beliefs or we think differently about things, we feel differently about things, we show up differently, we're not the norm of our family or whatever. We tend to internalize all that and feel like we're not good enough, we should be different. That's what I did anyway. I should show up as somebody that I'm not. And um, when my coach suggested, you know, you're an artist and, you know, artists are different. I don't paint or anything like that. I am a writer, but that has started to change something in my mind. Because when I think of artists, I think I lived in Los Angeles. I knew a lot of artists, a lot of musicians. I've known painters. Uh, you know, different kinds of writers and actor, lots of actors, because I was in the acting business for a while. They dress differently. They are kind of wacky. They're a little bit different. And that resonated with me because I can, I can say, well, I really enjoy how those people are. I enjoy their difference. And so I just, I'm making this, hopefully it's making sense to somebody out there. Um, I'm sharing this because it's been really helpful for me to take on that identity of just embracing that I'm different. And, and hopefully for you, like what you're getting to is just to embrace your weirdness, to embrace the differences that you have from those around you. And instead of doing what I've done in the past for basically my whole life, some what to do because of trauma and, and things, and that is deny those things or think that I'm, you know, that I shouldn't be weird because, <laughs> you know, or labeling myself as weird instead of embracing that that's just like, I think differently. I, I'm more artistic, you know, I have different ways of seeing the world than others. My brain works differently. And like, none of that is bad. It can be challenging. It was challenging when I was getting bullied. It can be challenging when you disagree or don't have the same, you know, <laughs> mindset as those around you and don't see things the same way. <clears throat> but ultimately, if you are a creative unique individual, spiritual individual, sensitive individual, autistic individual, ADHD individual, neurodivergent individual, whatever your thing is, I just challenge you to embrace those things more. Find ways to work with whatever challenges come up for you around it, but embrace it because that's what's going to, that's what the world needs. The world needs more of us on the outskirts, stepping into our own, stepping into our power, owning our differences, owning our weirdness, not seeing it, not using it as a coping mechanism to stay safe, not 
<clears throat> you know, uh, I don't know, labeling ourselves a certain way and isolating ourselves and or getting stuck in perfectionism and procrastination and not getting our art and our work, whatever that is, and ourselves, our, our authentic selves out into the world. So that's all I really have to say. I mean, I don't really know if this made any sense to anybody. It just was a spark that came through that I wanted to share. It's something I'm kind of working through right now, owning my artistry, owning that I'm different, owning that I see the world differently. Probably anybody watching this that knows me is probably like, duh. But um, for me, because of past trauma of being bullied so dang much for how I look, I've always thought that I had to be something else. And so I hope this inspires you that no matter what's happened to you in the past or what's happening to you right now with people around you or society or your coworkers or your family, that you can begin to embrace those things and not try to run from them. Embrace your messiness. I always used to want to hide that like, like when I lived alone, I don't do it as much anymore, but sometimes. When I lived alone, I would just like sometimes go days without doing my dishes. I just couldn't be bothered. Like it just overwhelmed me and there would be this mess or like I'd just have a mess, messes in different places in my house. And then, you know, in one hour I'd go through and clean everything and it would be sparkling. Right. So I always wanted to hide that from people. I wanted people to see me a certain way, to see me as this neat, organized, perfect human being, whatever that means. And that was very detrimental to my self, to my health, to my personality, to who I am. And I think it was detrimental to my business in a lot of ways because the people who most resonate with me couldn't find me because I was trying to be someone else. <laughs> I was trying to look the part or play a certain role that I thought was the way I was supposed to be versus showing up as who I really am so that my people can find me. And if you're in the coaching or healing world, um, you know, I also do business coaching for creative, sensitives, uh, light workers, healers, all those folks, yoga teachers, people that are not of the the box people, whatever that means, you know, we're, we're outside of the box that have never really fit into society and society's ways. That would be my advice to you is, you know, don't be me. Don't try to be someone you're not because the people that need you, which I believe if you feel called to those roles, that you have people waiting for you, that you're there to help. You are their guide to help them. Don't show up as someone you're not because they won't hear you. They won't be able to find you. All right. I think that's all for today. I hope there was some message in there for someone. Let me know. Send me a message if this resonates or comment below the video. And I just, yeah, felt called to share. And so there we go. There you have it. Uh, I don't really have a ton of announcements of upcoming things. My Regulate program to work with me one-on-one -on -one is available. I do have a self several different self-paced programs if you're interested in that. 
and uh, my Italy retreat, there's still some space. And I opened up spaces to my Pai Thailand retreat. It's in the northern mountains of Thailand, and it's it's going to be all the retreats are magical. That's all I can say about that. But yeah, if you're ready to do some deeper work, message me. Um, again, we can do it on retreat or we can do it one-on-one -on -one right here and now. And I would love to support you in that. So thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. And let me know how this serves. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.